0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: Absolutely awesome to see you down in Florida, Roddy. Unfortunately, you are at the grind. Working, LOL. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it. How about that? Listen, please don't feel sorry for me. Darren, do you feel sorry for me when I got to work? I feel sorry for me. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Kind of a life that I could settle into. Oh, Real. Yeah.
0: Fun sun and surf. It's the Rod Peterson Show.
1: It absolutely is. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Hump Day. Welcome to the RP Show. Coming to you from Dodge City in beautiful South Florida. It's another hot, hot day. And we're ready to talk sports. The fastest two hours in sports talk uh, coming your way here right now. Episode number 581 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. I'm here and the Moose is in the bunker in South Florida. And, uh, hey, Moose, if we can get him on the screen. Notice anything different around here? What do you you notice, man? Can you pick it out?
2: What's going on? Did you get a haircut?
1: No. Funny you say that, though, because as God is my witness, I did not plan on staying this long in uh, South Florida, and I'm going to have to find a place to get a haircut. I'm going to have to find a place to do a lot of things. Um, But no, I've moved the camera up a couple of more feet just to give us a little sort of like a feel like you have where you are at. All right. I don't know if anybody noticed or not. Yeah.
2: No, I like um, it. It's
1: good. It's another. Okay, good. I just You tell me and I'll move it back if you want later on in the show.
2: All right. No, I think it okay, looks You're good. more the it's visual for, guy. It's good for okay. today.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll take that as a move it back for tomorrow. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, by the way, it is our last day for this week, I think, here in Dodge City. Tomorrow, we are going to Bow Campers in Fort Lauderdale and maybe Friday at Bow Campers as well in Fort Lauderdale. And then ne- next week, we've got a plethora of locations lined up here in south florida as i said everybody jumping all over themselves trying to host the rod peterson show it's a thing and uh, things are rolling i'll tell some stories as we go but on the program today i i, I wrote this down and then somebody had a bail alan may is going to join us the longtime NHLer, the uh, washington capitals color guy and analyst alan may will be joining us and clark did you did, did we line somebody up an hour or two or no okay cool Mike Hogan, Mike Hogan was gonna be our guy, the longtime host of the bullpen on Fan Five Ninety Toronto, Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos. But then he had a bail. So Clark said he threw some wa- lines in the water for hour two, and I said, Listen, it's okay if you don't get anybody, uh, Moose and I can carry it just fine along with the viewers. So that's kind of the roadmap of the show today. And without further ado, can we please hit the quick six <laughs> of 10, please, Director Jordan? Thank you. So here's what's going on. And for those new viewers, of which we have many here in America, these are of importance to me. So maybe they're not in the world overall, but they're of importance to me. Number one, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Gio Urshella homered to power the New York Yankees to a 7 2 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays on Tuesday night in the opener of a critical three game set. The Yankees moved three games up on Toronto now and extended their winning streak to seven games. And despite the loss, the Jays remain one behind the Boston Red Sox. They are clinging to the second wild card spot. The Red Sox dropped a 4-2 decision to the Orioles, but now the Mariners are in there muddling things up. They were tied with Toronto entering their game against the visiting Oakland A's, and and they won. And by the way, we were talking about the capacity yesterday. A recent loosening of venue capacity restrictions in ontario allowed for attendance at rogers center so moose twenty eight thousand seven hundred and sixty nine turned out to rogers center which essentially doubled the stadium's previous limit so if you saw did you see the social media reaction from canadians are like jays are done jays are done and they probably are but like i said it's gut-wrenching for me and i'm not even a jays die hard did you watch much of the game
2: um no i well i watched the first little bit i was actually at a movie last night it was movie night at the landmark Ah. cinemas um but you know they played well early i saw when the jays were up two to one and then literally as you know you've been to movies with me plenty of them i couldn't help it i'm score watching during the movie right i had to and how'd that go over you know what? Actually, pretty well. It was not bad because now they got those separators, right? So I wasn't worried about distracting anybody else. It's perfect. They should I keep meant with those. your date, not the other. <laughs> I meant with your date, not the other person no beside you. No problem. Um, no. So it was fine. And, um, you know, we knew that the attendance would be high. But, yeah, people are saying the Jays are done. Look it. They win the next two. No big deal. Right? But yeah. you, can't, you can't lose these games this late in the year.
1: No, well, listen, it doesn't look good. Let's put it that way. Moving on to point two, which will lead into our poll question today. It's uh, NHL preseason results from Tuesday night. Artemi Panarin had a goal and two assists, leading the New York Rangers to a 3 2 victory over the Boston Bruins. Hang on, guys. We will get to the question in a moment. Don't throw up the results just yet. So it's Rangers 3, Bruins 2. Uh, in Philly, Anthony Beauvilliers' unassisted goals 22 seconds into overtime. Gave New York a 3-2 win over the Flyers. That's a split squad thing they had going on there. In Raleigh, North Carolina, how about this? Newly acquired Jasperi Kokaniemi had a goal and an assist in the first period to lead Carolina over the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. Old licorice legs. Last night, a goal and an apple... In the opening period, helping Carolina to the win. In Columbus, Jack Quinn scored the deciding goal in the shootout, helping Buffalo complete a come-from-behind 5-4 victory over Columbus. In Edmonton, Alberta, Brendan Perlini scored twice, and Connor McJesus had a goal and two assists in Edmonton's 6-0 win over the Seattle Kraken. Darnell Nurse, Jesse Pujarvi, and Zach Hyman also scored for the Oilers. Mike Smith stopped all 18 shots he faced before making way for Miko Koskinen, who stopped 16. For Seattle, goalie Chris Dreger stopped 18 of 23 shots before giving way to Joey Decord. Uh, he made nine saves. The Kraken now 1-1 one one in the preseason. In Las Vegas, Jonathan Marchessault's goal with 4-10 left, and the third was the winner for the Golden Knights, Canada's team against Colorado and a four three outcome for vegas and lastly in san jose jonathan quick they uh, stopped 22 of 23 shots in just over 31 minutes leading the la kings over san jose 4-3 so the poll question today for capital automol universal collision center now we can go guys now we roll do you care about the nhl preseason and i tweeted this about 40 minutes ago moose look at the results again it's bright down here in south florida Like 53% of people saying no, which, by the way, is their right. That's fine. It's just highly shocking to me. And on Twitter, 68% of respondents saying no for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. No, they're not interested in the NHL preseason. So why the hell am I reading these scores and updates? Well, because it's Canada's daytime sports talk show, and we care. And furthermore, I've been waiting all morning, Moose for the email to come from the Florida Panthers, my new besties, for the lineups tonight at yes. the Dallas Stars. And I got it about an hour ago, and Jumbo Joe Thornton not playing tonight for the Cats at Dallas. Not not happening. So Friday night, when the Dallas Stars are here at Florida Live Arena, and I'll be in attendance, maybe, maybe I will get to see Joe Thornton's debut for the Florida Panthers. That's what everybody's talking about down here, man. Oh, yeah. Hockey fans, that is. So... Do those results anything of what I've just said in the last three minutes shock you or interest you in any way? The Kraken got a win. The Kraken are on the board. <laughs> well they Well, they lost. Well, they got spanked at Edmonton. Yeah, they got yeah. they lost six nothing, but they won the night before.
2: But yeah. they won the night before, one and one. Um, but they come into I think what Calgary tonight, is that right? Um, yes. With yep. with and they're and they're Absolute wondering, smurfly. you know, is Mark Giordano gonna play? Sounds like he is gonna play, so that's pretty cool. Um but yeah, it's fun, and it's fun following this now because I'm thinking the same things you are. Did you get to see Jumbo Joe? You know, did you get to, you know, go down to practice or, yeah. or, or see those guys or see him in those preseason games? Not yet, but um, it's becoming fun to follow. And the more we talk about it on a daily basis, the more I want to follow it at night. Oh, absolutely.
1: And by the way, that's my fifth point is the NHL preseason tonight. So I got ahead of myself. But that's the thing with the Panthers, man. It's what I told Lawless the other day. The Panthers, they're like, come on down. We practice every day at 10 a.m. And I'm like, "E I'd love to, but I'm going to be on the air. But that's part of the reason why I'm staying so long down here, the way that we're being treated. I wasn't going to go to the Dolphins game on Sunday. They got the Colts here. But then I thought, eh, they've been so good to me. Why wouldn't I go? So I am going to go to the Dolphins and the Colts on Sunday, and that's kind of becoming my thing. Moving on to point three. Caleb Evans threw three touchdown passes in his CFL and pro debut Tuesday night to help the Ottawa Red Blacks defeat the Edmonton Elks Evans completed 15 and 22 passes for 191 yards and also rushed for 59 the 20-year-old hadn't played since 2019 when he was at college at louisiana monroe his seven-yard touchdown pass to friend of the show kenny stafford gave the red blacks a 34-14 lead five minutes into the fourth quarter it snapped an 11-game home losing streak for the red blacks on the edmonton side taylor cornelius the old corn dog Made just his second CFL start. He threw for 334 in a losing effort. Did you see after the game, Jamie Elizondo, who I think is a great guy and a tremendous coach, the head coach of Edmonton, saying he's embarrassed. He was embarrassed for the play of his team. They've lost three in a row. But let's just talk, let's just spend a minute on Caleb Evans because he did look like the second coming of Dan Marino. Threw three touchdown passes, and maybe it saved Marcel Desjardins' job because the inside word I got was that Marcel Desjardins was going to be fired today and he hasn't been. So does a win over Edmonton like last night save his job and is Caleb Evans going to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame?
2: Okay. Hall of Fame, yeah, I know we joke and I know you're not serious. Yeah? He had l- little less than two oh. less little less than two hundred yards throwing the football. But he played well. Played well enough to win. He he ran the ball with his legs too. I think he had almost sixty yards rushing. But I want to talk about Kenny Stafford. You know, and the way he left Edmonton to come back with Ottawa on a bad Ottawa football team, play against his former team, two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown, that feels good. That's vindication for Kenny Stafford. So today I'm feeling pretty good for Kenny Stafford in Ottawa. And, yes, this, this does save Marcel's job for another week.
1: Yeah, that's your bold prediction? For a week. Spicy. Well, my, my predictions have been way out of order because I've been hearing for a couple of weeks that Marcel Desjardins was going to be let go in Ottawa. And in a way, as I said yesterday, I feel bad talking about that. But on the other side, we've all been fired. We've all lost jobs. And he's cut a million guys in his time. So it's just the way yeah. that it goes. So, it, like I said, I'll say it again. It was a good night of sports on television. And Ottawa looked good. And by the way, they didn't turn the ball over once. They only allowed one sack. The Red Blacks gave Caleb Evans the chance to win his pro debut. And away we go. Uh, Point four, National Football League, and the time we have left in this segment, which there's a lot of time, and it's the warm-up brought to you by Ecole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. By oh, the way, Moose, you're probably not going to want to hear this, but it is steamy down here. It was suggested to me that I wear this shirt today. I'm starting to think it was a bit of a bad idea. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hot. I was talking to Greg Zahn yesterday, by the way. Zahn, he called me. Yeah. It's funny because when you and I were talking this morning, you brought up Zahn's name. And uh, he's like, how's South Florida? I said, it's amazing. You know what it's like. And he's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> he says, everybody's greasy and shiny down there. Everybody's sweating all over the place. And it's. I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I've lost 40 pounds on the pink drink, and I don't feel that gross and sloppy. I don't know. How about know. that? Uh, Zonny, of, of course, won a World Series with the uh, Florida Marlins in 1997. So we had a good chat, and uh, his plans were all regarding Grey Cup, because I told you right afterwards what Zonny was calling for. So yeah. and we can actually talk about that next segment. We can actually probably talk a little bit about that on the air. Point for four, sure. and I know this will carry over into the second block, but is the National Football League. I know you've been watching ESPN every morning, as have I, and it's pretty much been, especially today, they turned the page over to Sunday night, the primetime game. I'm going to have to stay up late to watch that game. 8:20 kickoff Eastern. Would you be surprised to know that they play the Golden Girls on a loop down here on cable television, <laughs> on a loop? <laughs> I would not, not be surprised. they say it's God's waiting room. No, I get it. I get it. 8:20. What? Yeah, I know. Might be able to hang around for the first half, maybe. But anyways, it's Tampa Bay at New England, and I know that you I know that you got a lot of thoughts on this, and I know that we don't have a lot of time here in this segment, so we'll carry it over into the next one. But what do you think the betregal.net line is for the game, Buccaneers at Patriots on Sunday night in prime time?
2: I haven't looked yet. I haven't looked yet. Um, no, I know. That, I know you wouldn't have. You're busy. The Bucks yeah. are favored, and I'd give them six and a half. Seven. Oh, on the nose, seven?
1: Wow. Seven-point yeah. favorites, the Tampa okay. Bay Buccaneers. Um, so there's going to be a lot of – I don't know. You saw this morning, I assume, that the Buccaneers signed Richard Sherman, the free agent yes. corner. I yeah. would be shocked if he played Sunday night. I mean, the news just broke this morning, breaking news. If I had the bell, I would ring it but richard sherman signing at 33 years of age dropped the news on his podcast but regardless of all of that you see that i don't know if it was bucks fans or whatever they're trolling bill belichick they've uh, put up billboards around the stadium trolling bill belichick with tom brady coming in there this morning did you see mike greenberg say this is the biggest regular season game in nfl history did you did you see that
2: i did I did. What do you do by that? Yes. In terms of hype, in terms of meaning, in terms of fan interest. I mean, a battle for first place. What does that mean? A battle for a playoff spot. Matt, I mean, that matters. I mean, when you look at regular season, you get into week 17 and you start thinking, man, these games you win and you're in for me personally. I mean, there's been Tennessee games down the stretch late in the season where the playoffs are literally on the line. That's bigger for me than, than this game is for me personally. But, but in terms of the bad blood and, and storylines for a week four game, I can't imagine there's been a week four game that's ever matched what we're, you know, the anticipation that we have here ahead of Sunday night. I don't think there's one that matches. I can't think of one.
1: No, I know that you want to talk a little bit more about the Brady-Belichick relationship, as do I. So we'll talk about that coming back in the next segment. And we're, and we're only four Topics through the quick six show topics here in the warm up for e-code Electric. So we're just getting rolling. Uh, Alan May, Mayday coming up later on in hour one. The Washington Capitals analyst and former Estevan Bruin. Uh, Dayton Greenway writing on YouTube. Greetings, RP Crew from Speedy Creek. What a great game last night in the CFL. Do you guys think Edmonton can salvage the season, or is it over and done with for the Elks? We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, From Pinkney, one of our P1s. And so many people ask me, what's P1? It's priority one viewer. People that are locked in every day for two hours, the whole show, daily. Todd Pinkney is one of our P1s. He says on Good Morning Football, they confirmed he will sign this morning and be at practice this afternoon. Then we'll play this weekend in New England. Didn't surprise me. And thanks, Pinks, for that. It's... It's not a quarterback we're talking about here. And by the way, Tampa Bay has the 32nd best pass defense in the National Football League. Do you know how many teams there are in the NFL? It's going to be a bloodbath. They have 32. They have 32 teams in the NFL. Tampa's got the 32nd best pass defense. So Richard Sherman will play. Thanks, Panks, for that. So we'll get to all your questions and more uh, when we come back. This has been the warm-up. Live from Dodge City, it's the RP show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this. On the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24 Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Attention, listeners across the galaxy. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me
0: hey honey can you get one of the kids to show me how this twitter thing works honey i need to get on instagram time for more of the rod peterson
1: show welcome back everybody rp show is live from dodge city another beautiful day here in south florida we got the moose at home and we're going to delve into a Viewer Takeover a little early here today. We've got Alan May coming up, the Washington Capitals analyst, former WHLer and Estevan Bruin. But I don't mind. Everybody's awake. They're a lot less pissy today. They're in a lot better mood, Moose. I'm not <laughs> sure if you felt that, if, you, if you've sensed that today. Yes. I have. Other than somebody, somebody texted me from the 587, and I'm not sure. I think that is Alberta, and it was a link. And I'm like, please don't. Send me your links or your photos or anything like that on the Prairie Mobile text line, please, because I can't open them up even in Slam. Canada, let alone in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just send me your messages. And we never did hear from that strip club that inquired about sponsorship again, have we?
2: No. Can we hear from them? No, we haven't. I don't know. Maybe they're busy. Maybe business is good. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it okay. out. Just check it. No, the, the coffee Jack, is great. We got the caliber coffee on here. I think everybody is in a good mood. They woke up on the right side of the bed. We're good today.
1: Yeah, I feel like everybody's in a much better mood today, except for maybe the Edmonton Elks, which is what a lot of people want to talk about. And I'm certainly not averse to talking about uh, the National Hockey League either. Although, as our poll question says, or the results say, the vast majority of people are not interested in the NHL preseason. I'm just like, what? What are you interested in then? I don't. Get it. And why are you following us on Twitter? Why are you watching this show? Maybe it's just for the entertainment. What, what's the, what is it, Moose? What are they saying there now? It's so bright in my face here.
2: It's around 50-50. It really is. It was 55 for yes or 53 for yes. Now it's 52% no. So it's flirting with 50-50 back and forth all morning.
1: I don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's Canada. But whatever. So Jack Fulton watching in Vulcan, Alberta, he says, UPSET ALERT, all caps, Stamps Beat writers. been listening to Bo and Double D, and things are going to happen. Finally getting their minds right. Oh, Dave Dickinson he's talking about. And oh, Bo I thought Levi he was talking about me. Yeah, so did I for a second. <laughs> so did I. I honestly did. But you, was it you that said here yesterday that Bo needs to get back to being a bit of a jerk, that he's not himself and he's kind of lost his edge a little bit. Was that not you that said that? And I I totally get it. You know, sometimes you lose yourself or make what made you you. You get away from that for various societal and outside pressures. And maybe Bull Levi Mitchell needs to get back to being him. And so there's that. I want you to expound upon that in a second because she kind of skimmed over it the other day, but I was listening. And then with the Edmonton Elks, They're just not playing well. Like, are they a bad football team? One thing that I've noticed here is that you aren't getting a pass from fans in any sport. You're not getting a pass from fans. You're not getting a pass from owners. A loss is a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if it's injuries or your whole team has COVID or what have you. But if you sit back and look at this Edmonton Elks thing from a national perspective, they've kind of been a dumpster fire this year. They're the only team that's had massive COVID outbreaks, had to have games rescheduled. Now they can't. Get their act together. They've lost three in a row. So do one, both, or neither of Edmonton and Calgary get their act together here before all is said and done? I'm kind of leaning towards neither. Neither. Change my mind.
2: Yeah, I'm leaning there either. I'm just looking at the stats. That's what I'm pulling up from the game. And I mean, we know Greg Ellingson played well. He had seven receptions, 126 yards and a touchdown. But Darrell Walker, just four targets in the game. They've only targeted Darrell Walker four times, three receptions, 31 yards. I mean, James Wilder still had 89 on the ground, but that's a big problem. Yeah. Rod, when you look at our podcast analytics for people who listen on the podcast, our number two city for podcast listeners is Edmonton. Number two, Edmonton. Surprise me. Yeah. But they're paying attention and they're listening to this right now as we talk. And they're listening on the podcast, wherever they may be. And their team is in a little bit of trouble. And they're looking for some reassurance on why they can be good, how they can make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know how long they're going to be without Trevor Harris. Is it going to be for the rest of the season? I don't know. You know, I'm not hearing a lot. Haven't seen a lot in terms of the diagnosis. Um, But here's the glimmer of hope for Edmonton. They've got some talent. Allingson, Darrell Walker, James Wilder Jr., Trevor Harris – they got the horses. They got the players. Can they get it all together and get back on the same page, overcome this adversity, and make a run? It's not too late, but, man, the window's closing. And the same for Calgary, too. The window is closing. And, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to bet that both those teams don't make the playoffs, but it's, it's getting pretty close to that time.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's a muddled-up year with the 14 games and so forth, and uh, the urgency is is here. There's no waiting to figure things out. I I should not have split the season up into thirds, five, five, and four. It's seven and seven, and the stretch Mm -hmm. drive is on right now. Speaking of the jelly man, by the way, Greg Ellingson, he liked my tweet. (laughs) Good. Uh, the The one about pink drink. But if anybody's talking to Greg Ellingson, you tell him to update his Twitter profile because it says Edmonton Eskimos number 82.
2: Okay.
1: It's uh, now the Elks. And you can also follow him on Twitch at Jellyman82. Just putting that out there. And uh, also James Wilder Jr., who's a Florida guy, born and raised in Tampa. And I think his dad's still the Buccaneers all-time leading rusher. All-time. James Wilder's like, hope you're enjoying my state. Uh, the weather's starting to turn up here. And I'm like, I got it locked down for you, JWJ. Gotcha. So anyways, back to what you're saying. What you're saying is true. Um, they're good teams that just can't seem to put it all together. And they're running out of time. Yeah. Fair enough? Fair enough. Jenna Reagan's watching in South Southern California. Where's her comment? Victory week, Rod. Cowboys, Red Blacks, Sabres. This Jenna has just jumped into, she's a new NHL fan, brand new CFL fan, and somewhat historic Dallas Cowboys fan. She's a glutton for punishment. Remember when I said, like, last year, Jenna, you still got time to pick a new NHL team. We're not going to hold you to the Buffalo Sabres thing, okay? (laughs) But they played Columbus last night and win in a shootout. And, uh, and, and they're going to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. James Zylstra, watching on YouTube, says, Rod, I'm happy it's 29 degrees today, more golf and sunny in the peg. Bob's your uncle. Good for you, James. Uh, Todd Pinkney says, Rod, is there not a Hooters in Florida to host the show? Are not a hooter? is there not a hooter? it was born in Florida in Clearwater, Florida. the original Hooters is there, but look around. I'm in Dodge City. Where else would you rather be than here it's it is um it's comfortable, it's cozy, and they've rolled out the red carpet for us in South Florida. I'm not leaving uh any comments from the viewers you have them too any catch in your your eye moose oh um uh, the super chat? Yeah, look, well, I'm, I, I always check chat. to
2: make sure that uh, they're appropriate before I bring them up. But I saw the super chat, and I always think that's important to get to.
1: Um, we, we have, by the way, Alan May has logged in, Washington Capitals analyst. So I'll, I will break in a couple minutes, and uh, we'll get to Alan May, Capitals analyst. Just when people drop dough, we got to read their comment. Uh, the general in Calgary's paid $7 for a super chat. He says, feeling generous today since my Yankees powerhouses powered their way to the win last night. Stanton was a beast. And here's to you, Rod, and crew. Cheers from the general in Kai. Cal- so you just dropped by and dropped $7 to troll us on the Yankees pounding the Blue Jays last night? That's kind of oh, rude, it. don't you think, Darren? That's like <laughs> co- coming into somebody's house and wiping your muddy f- shoes on the floor.
2: I don't yeah, care if you paid me. Come on. But he's in a good what? mood and his pockets are a little loose. I mean... He's he's happy. Could be worse. You know what I liked about this? Okay, and this is a lesson in trash talk. The post game trash. This is really trash talk. He talked. He, he didn't mention the Jays in there, right? So he didn't say Jays suck. He didn't say they're not going to make it. It was all about his team. I'm cool with celebrating. I'm not cool with taunting it in somebody else's face. Does that make sense? I got you. So he's yeah, he's yeah, in a yeah, good mood. He wasn't really saying nah, 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 nah to the Jays fans. He was just saying, hey, I'm in a good mood. My team won last night.
1: Uh, Mandy in Edmonton writes in. She says, if anyone noticed Jamie Elizondo comfort Cornelius after throwing an interception last night, do you think that's too easy on the rookie? No, not not today's player. What do you want, a guy in his face screaming at him? He already knew that he made a mistake. Now, that's why Jamie Elizondo is going to be a great coach. I just think in a shortened season no preseason games i know that the Edmonton elks fans are uh, on the ledge but i just they're not firing anybody there it's the first year of the regime they'll be fine although there are some questions and red flags with regards to the I, I believe of the culture of that football franchise i really believe that
2: i know and you want to get there's such a thing yeah well i know what? you want to get get out of here soon but You just kind of brought that up with Elizondo and then I was thinking about Paul LaPolice and I'm looking at these young coaches and not young coaches, but, you know, coordinators turned coaches and they didn't have the full off season for all the same get togethers. They haven't had the full year of everything, the preseason and all these different elements. And you look at who's having success. It's the veteran coaches. The guys who have been there, which
1: Wally Buono predicted, which Wally Buono predicted would happen. Connecting dots here, way back in the springtime, yeah, on this show, he said the teams with the veteran coaching staffs will have the most success. So, good for Cut you. Those Moose, guys for some slack.
2: Cut those guys some slack, yeah. and I think they get a pass because this is them building that culture to then implement, you know, and move forward, you know, next year or you know, down the stretch run, we'll start to maybe see some of that impact, but.
1: We're going to talk some National Hockey League next with Alan May of the Washington Capitals. You're watching the RP Show. It's episode number 581 of Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live from Dodge City in South Florida, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Our show continues Live from South Florida, where the Florida Panthers visit the Dallas Stars tonight in the first of a home and home NHL preseason set. As a matter of fact, there are three, six, eight NHL preseason games tonight, including the New Jersey Devils at the Washington Capitals. Alan May will be analyzing the game on Capitals television tonight, and he joins us from his home today to talk some NHL. G'day, sir. How you doing, Alan?
3: Doing great. Good to be back with you. I'm excited for another hockey season to get rolling here.
1: Aren't we all? You speak for a lot of fellas and gals, hockey fans, Alan. And look, I'm going to jump right into the deep end here before we analyze anything else. I'm looking at Ovi's goal total, 730. Wayne, of course, 894. And we we can't talk Washington Capitals without talking the goal chase and Alex Ovechkin. Um, I don't think I've had you on since last season. Did, Did Ovi have a little bit of an off year? you know, how's this pursuit going?
3: Well, I thought he was going well. And then all of a sudden he was hobbled by, uh, I think it was a groin injury and he just wasn't quite the same. And he started having to miss games, something he's never really done throughout his career. Uh, he's, he's been one of the, the toughest all time players when it comes to that style of hockey, how ferocious he's played the game. And, you know, last year, I just thought the way the power play was going, it wasn't quite right. And you know, players started getting injured all at the same time. And I think it really slowed his pursuit down. You know, he still ended up with, I think, 24 goals in a 56-game season. You know, he didn't play that many. But at the same time, uh, last year, you could say it was a little bit off for the entire team because they had the COVID suspensions. They had, you know, the things that they dealt with there. They had some of the injuries. They had so many different players miss in the last two weeks of the season. But I would think going into this season, he looks like he's in incredible shape uh it's kind of weird right now he looks like he enjoys practicing in the training camp process he's front and center in front of the coach in every drill when the coach is on the whiteboard and i've never seen that before and uh, he seems like he's totally engaged in taking this thing totally serious and i think as long as he stays healthy he will break that record within the duration of this five-year contract that he's about to start
1: Wow. Wow. Bold, bold prediction by Alan May. And by the way, there was a lot of (laughs) big name free agents on the board, Alan, this soft season. uh, Ryan Getzlaff at the top and Ovi was another. But I just thought and in both cases, they ended up staying with their team. Did you ever think there was a chance that Ovi would look around?
3: Never, ever. You know, he's so ingrained in the community, too. You know, he's got, you know, the off ice friends with his family. You know, that's a lot to take into consideration he's done a great job of raising his two sons there he's got an excellent wife his home situation is about as good as it gets and i just think you know with that it was a matter of time and probably the capitals wish that they could have brought in nick backstrom you know during a covid contract because he was signed to his new contract before covid and they could have had him take a lot less which meant i thought ovechkin would have been perfect to sign an 8.88 million across the board for, for you know the next five or six seasons but he took less uh, than he originally wanted, but he also knew by taking the 9.5 that it also gave him the team a chance to put better players around him and not have a weak roster, because when you do have a weak roster, you look at the Edmonton Oilers, how easy it was to just focus on McDavid and Dreisaitl in crunch times, and you know that's a, that's a tall task, but it's a lot easier when the entire team can just focus on a couple of players. So they still have a strong-looking team. Uh, they didn't have to shed a lot of players to, to make his salary work. And I honestly think, I never thought this was possible before, I didn't expect him to be somewhat of a goal scoring freak after the age of 30 and having, you know, 50 plus goal seasons. And he's continued to put it in there. I think that he is fired up after last season's totals and not feeling great. Uh, And I think the older players in the National Hockey League were very affected by the condensed schedule and the odd timing of the last two seasons.
1: Uh, from our technical producer Ryan Barocco writes in. He says, "Love it every time Alan May comes on, <laughs> and uh, I agree for you with you, Rocco. You speak for a lot of people. You know, I'm I'm looking at this Metropolitan Division, Alan, and it's hard to figure, other than Columbus and maybe New Jersey, who doesn't fit into the playoff picture? But really, only four teams are. Is that that's that's one of the toughest divisions in the National Hockey League. Every year, it is."
3: Well, they say that every year. And, you know, you, you've got to think there's no Buffalo in this this year. You know, that was eight guaranteed wins, it seemed like, for everyone last year. And the Devils were kind of in that as well. But I look right now, I think a lot of people have the New York Rangers a little too inflated and in where they're going to be in the standings. I don't think, when I look at the rosters, I'm going, how many guys should be in the lineup on a certain night? Not to say that every player in the lineup is not an NHL player, but some players, you can't have them all in the lineup at the same time. And I'll use the Edmonton Oilers again. I thought for too many years, they had too many guys that should have been the 12th forward, but they were going from seven down to 12 in the lineup, but they had all those guys that were 11, 12th types of forwards and too many guys that were fifth and sixth defensemen in the lineup. I look at the New York Rangers. they're not a lot of proven players there yet. You know, they, they signed some players and they make it sound like they've got the greatest goal scorers and, and team players ever, but I think right now they're somewhat overinflated. I really like the Philadelphia Flyers. They're defensemen uh, it's a strength. Again, you got Rasmus Ristelainen who got the hell out of uh, Buffalo and lucky for him because that that's where your career goes to die. Uh, and, and then Ryan Ellis, you look at those two guys, those are two top four defensemen that they've added to their mix. You add Keith Yandel, a uh, little bit of tough news to start the season, Kevin Hayes out with a hernia surgery, but they're a really good looking team in my book. And I think it'll get back to Vigneault and, and Terry and doing a really good job of getting these guys going. And then, you know, they've got strength in net. So I think the Philadelphia Flyers may be the cream of the crop there with the Carolina Hurricanes. But although at the same time I look at Carolina, I'm not sure I like their defense as much as I've liked them in the past. And every one of those players could get back there, move the puck, and now they've got some reclamation projects back there. But the New York Islanders, we know they'll be in it because their structure is unlike no team in the National Hockey League. Uh, they they have more defensive structure. Can they score enough goals? And I think it's going to be Washington and Pittsburgh battling it out because Washington starting the season probably without Nick Backstrom, who i assume goes on long term IR until his hip is 100%. Then in, in Pittsburgh, you have Malkin and Crosby. And I look at their roster. I don't see enough depth with the other players right now to carry them through the start of the season. So, you know, Washington wants to get off to a good start, and hopefully Pittsburgh is getting pummeled uh, the first 10 games or, or so of the season.
1: Oh boy, Alan, I see why, uh, why what, what a great job. Why you love it so much, right? This is so much fun. And so I was on a Rangers podcast the other day, the, the Broadway Hat podcast on Monday with the host Kyle Holland. It's a Rangers podcast. He's saying all the things you're just saying. Their prospects are the best. Their tough guys are the toughest. But he said that Ryan Reeves was signed to combat Tom Wilson. So two-part question. Is Tom Wilson misunderstood? I don't know how he could be. He just seems like a meathead, Alan. I mean, you know him obviously better than, than most, but I mean, he just, the Caps seem to like him. NHL doesn't come down as hard on him as I think they should. But was the signing of Ryan Reeves for that specific reason, do you think, after what Wilson did to Panarin in that game last year at MSG?
3: Well, it should be illegal. I thought it was illegal to have a player on another team own another franchise. And apparently, Tom Wilson owns the New York Rangers. He got everyone fired last year, he got the coach, the general manager, the president all fired. Now they bring in Ryan Reeves. And, you know, they're acting like Ryan's the, the second coming of Bob Probert and Dave Brown. In my opinion, Evander Kane nailed it right. Like, if you're going to let Ryan Reeves be a factor in a hockey game, uh, I, I think it, the other team's going to get the victory all the time. And he's well-liked in Canada. He's Scott Oaks' favorite guy to interview. And it seems like on the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, he's the focal point. He's the superstar of the broadcast. I think he's a good player. I think he's legitimately tough. But I think there's been too much put into this. Will he ever score 20 goals like Tom Wilson has multiple times? Tom Wilson can skate just as fast as any player in the National Hockey League. He can put the puck in that. He's a wrecking crew with the body shot with the big hits. Uh, And I think a lot of players in National Hockey League, not just Tom Wilson, but in in general, they need to do a better job of protecting themselves in, in, in high danger areas and on the boards. And, you know, this goes not just for Tom Wilson, this goes for everyone. Players are still... You know too trusting and i don't know if it's from the way we play youth hockey nowadays with no contact and players have their heads down on the boards or are not bracing for big hits but tom wilson people hate him but i'll tell you what every single team in the national hockey league y- you name it uh the toronto maple Leafs would love to have this guy he'd answer a lot of their problems a lot of the top teams he's a stanley cup champ he was phenomenal in those playoffs he can kill penalties he can play different roles on the power play uh, and how many players that have played his aggressive style have been able to put up 20 plus goals in a season uh, in the National Hockey League? Not very many. Uh, he goes out there. He brings it every game. Does he have to tone it down? I think he needs to keep keep a stick on the ice on his body contact and he's, and he's not going to get the suspensions. A couple of times, you know, they always use that. You know, if your stick's on the ice and you finish your hit, it's going to be you're going to be upper body's going to be a lot better position, but he does skate fast. And when they took all the hooking and holding out of the National Hockey League, they also increased the level of concussions because you used to grab your player with the stick. It was kind of You'd obstruct, you'd hold, you'd hook, you'd ride the player into the boards. We don't see that anymore because it's pretty much illegal. But that's how the game used to be played when I played. And we didn't have a lot of head injuries and our sticks were down. And now you're kind of T-boning players on body contact, like you're setting up those open ice hits. And, you know, Tom, I don't think he's had many uh, controversial hits on the wall. It's been those straight, straight on collisions. And he's just going to have to, you know, steer clear of them. Once again, you keep your stick on the ice, his shoulders aren't going to be up in the facial area. And uh, I know people, especially with the Twitter world now, the way social media works, people overreact. They say things they would never say in person to somebody unless they got about 20 drinks in them. And uh I would take Tom Wilson if I'm any general manager in the league, the Tampa Bay Lightning included, would love to have Tom Wilson. And you he just he's a great player. Uh he does a lot of great things on the ice within a game. But it's those times that, you know, they, they say crossing the line, I, I think we can we can say there's now with social media, there's a borderline hit every single hockey game because everyone's got an opinion and there's seventeen cameras in the arena now. And you know, if you've got to explain your way out of every hit, you should probably gonna get, get suspended.
1: I tell you what, man, we're out of time, but I would. here's my personal invitation. Estevan Bruins are hosting the Centennial Cup in May, Alan. I'd love to do a hot stove with you down there in the Energy City. And uh, if you can come home, I know that the Pearsons will be happy to see you. And uh, I know how much fun we'd have doing that. But listen, we got to run. Have a great season, my man. Keep in touch. And thanks for the time today.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot. I'll tell you what, if the Caps aren't in the Stanley Cup playoffs at that time, I will definitely be back in Estevan and we'll do it.
1: That'd be awesome. Thanks, Alan. Alame capital Take analyst, care. joining us today from Frisco, Texas. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24 hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, It is viewer takeover segment. For the first time in 10 days that we've been here in Dodge City, I've lost the audio feed. Hey, now we got it. Now I got it. What'd you guys do? Okay, I got the audio feed now. We're good. All right. Um, Oh, and the Moose is there. Okay, I texted you, Moose. I said, I'll I'll handle it here, I think. Uh, I never did get to the sports update. What do you got? Go
2: do do your thing. No, when you texted me, I went straight in the control room to try and make sure everything was good.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, well, we got you now. Uh, Anyways, I'll just read a sports update. Another crucial game for the Toronto Blue Jays today. Jose Barrios is set to get the start as Toronto hosts the Yankees in game two of a three-game set. Garrett Cole will take the mound for New York, who won Tuesday's opener 7-2. The Jays are chasing the Yankees, as you know, and the Red Sox for an American League wildcard spot. One out still entering the day. Boxing legend Manny Pacquiao is officially hanging up his gloves. The 12-time world champion and Philippines senator announced the news in a 14-minute long video on his Facebook page saying it is difficult to accept that his time as a boxer is over. The 42-year-old had 72 career fights with 62 wins, 8 losses. And two draws. Preseason tune-ups continue for five Canadian NHL teams tonight. The Maple Leafs head to the nation's capital. They face the Sens. The Oilers are in Winnipeg. Meanwhile, the Flames will face the league's newest addition, the Seattle Kraken in Calgary. And as Moose mentioned earlier, Mark Giordano uh, appears to be suiting up in that one for the Kraken. Have the Flames announced a captain yet? Can somebody let me know? I would assume we would know it would be banner news if the Flames had announced to the next captain replacing Mark Giordano is. I haven't heard. A busy day in Major League Soccer with 13 games on the schedule. All three Canadian clubs are in action, starting with Toronto FC hosting Cincinnati. Later, the league-leading New England Revolution visits CF Montreal, and the Vancouver Whitecaps travel to Houston facing the Dynamo. The sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Thru Liquor Store. Well, you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on. For, thank you. For Ballers Rec Room, Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination, home of the four-hour Rough Riders tailgate party. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Great job in this segment, Moose. Really. Great job, man. Bringing the Appreciate heat, baby. Pulling my yeah. Leg. Yeah. Get ready for a really big second hour kickoff, okay? I will. Coming up after this break <laughs> for Core Grain. We'll be right back. It's the RP show from Dodge City on gameplay. Head to youtube.com
0: slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.